Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Welcome to today's Lifting Lesson at Lunch. We are excited very much about the new format of the Lifting Lessons at Lunch. Um, I'm very thankful for Brother Lindell and Brother Landon and how they have been faithful to take care of the Lifting Lessons at Lunch every day. What a blessing that has been, and I know you've enjoyed that. We've heard great responses about how God is using this in different folks' lives. And now we look forward to them being involved in it on on a particular day each week. And then I'll have the privilege of Wednesdays. And then, of course, Brother Tommy Young, our Minister of Music, and Brother uh, John David, our youth pastor, is going to be uh, taking a day. And this is going to be a great way for you to get an idea and an overview of the entire church and uh, just kind of looking into each ministry of the church. The lessons that we've been looking at has been in the book of Philippians. And we're in chapter number two, and I have the privilege of looking at verse number 12 and verse number 13. The Bible says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, or my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but much now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in us, or in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. As we look at this passage of scripture, we see in verse number 12 and 13, God is speaking to us about working out our own salvation. And we'll work our way up to this, but as you go back to the very first part of chapter number two, you see that it's talking about God is promoting unity. And he's talking about oneness and togetherness, a like-mindedness in verse number two, one mind in verse number two. And then it says, the uh, it talks about the uh, lowliness of mind in verse number three. Then he says in verse number five, well, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And as you look at that and you see that God is always promoting unity, he comes down in the verses right before the verses that I read to you. He's talking about giving glory to Jesus Christ, that he's the one that's highly exalted and he is the one that God is is putting up and we're supposed to glorify him. One of the things that glorifies God is unity among the brethren. Satan would always try to discredit that and to sow discord into that. God hates discord, and he wants us to promote unity within the local church and among our brothers and sisters in Christ. I've seen, too, not only uh, discord within a church, but also within a, a county among the churches. It's very important that we all work toward unity. And one of the ways to do that is if I can say it politely, is mind our own business. If we see in verse number 12 where it says, work out your own salvation. Of course, uh, Paul had said here, not only in my presence you are doing great things, but you do well when I'm not there. And that shows character. Your, Your character is revealed when nobody else is around and watching. And so Paul says, uh, I'm, I'm excited about what you're de- doing in your obedience in not only my presence when I'm gone, but then he says this, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now he's not telling us that salvation is by works. He's telling us 
like James said, faith without works is dead. That if you have real faith, saving faith within you, it has to come and eventually work out outwardly. It starts inwardly, but it works outwardly. And uh, it says, work out your own salvation. In other words, we shouldn't just receive the benefit of salvation. We should, in appreciation to God for salvation, work outwardly in appreciation for that salvation. Uh, very important that we realize that God uh, created a work in us, according to Ephesians chapter 2, that uh, unto good works, that we were saved unto good works. And, and so there ought to be a desire somewhere. We may not accomplish everything in the world that we hope to accomplish, but we at least ought to try. Press toward the mark, like Paul said. We ought to try to work for the Lord Jesus Christ and do things that benefit the body, always working toward unity. But I find, as he says here, for me to find the best way to promote unity is to mind my business. I've, it says work out your own salvation. Don't be, don't be worried about everybody else, although we should pray for them and encourage them and edify them. Uh, we shouldn't get into their business and meddle into their business. We ought to um, pay attention to our own path. You know, G the, Paul talked about running your course and, and make sure you stay on your course. He says here, work out your own salvation. And it says with fear and trembling. Yes, that means a, a fear, a, a fearful approach to it because we will give an account. The Bible says so then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. I won't give an account for you. I'll give an account for me. So I, that's why it's important for me to focus on my own salvation. Uh, yes, I think that you can pull into this the thought of making sure that you're saved, but it's actually more than that. It's not just knowing that you're saved. It's once you are saved, are you working that out on the outward side? And are, you, are, you, are people seeing that you're promoting the Lord Jesus Christ in appreciation for that salvation, again, it's not to uh, achieve salvation, but it's because of salvation that we work on the outside. Uh, so many people are attempting to try to uh, gain salvation by works, and that is absolutely impossible because Jesus is the only way of salvation. Once you are saved, then you should work it out, and you should work inwardly, outwardly for the Lord Jesus Christ. Then it goes on to say this, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's interesting that Paul tells us in verse 12 to work out our own salvation. But then he says, God's the one working in us. And I find here a great principle, and that is this, that if God is doing the work in my life inside, I'm focusing on uh, my own salvation and I'm paying attention to my own path and I'm really trying to live out the things and, and appreciation to God for what he has done for me and just striving to do my best for the master, that if I'll yield myself to him, that even though I'm working out my own salvation, that God himself actually takes over and works in and through us. You know, there's a lot of things in life that I find people that uh, that have a hard time accomplishing things. And they say, how do you forgive somebody when you've been hurt? Well, you let God do that through you. Let God work that work through you instead of you. Sometimes humanly, we have a hard time accomplishing some of the things that God would want us to do. So we have to yield ourselves to him and be controlled by him. 
and yielding ourselves unto the Lord, God which worketh in us, and it's to will and to do of his good pleasure. What I find here is that if I'm allowing him to do the work in my life as I'm working out my own salvation and and I'm working it inwardly, outwardly, uh, so that uh, God can use it for his honor and his glory, maybe as a public testimony, whatever he decides to do with it, as I'm yielding myself to him, and he's working through me, then it's going to be according to his will, and to do of his good pleasure. He has a purpose in my life. You know, so many people are living self-centered lives. So many people are living uh, a life that uh, pleases um, their own uh, purposes, and trying to accomplish their own will. But we see here that we're supposed to do things for God's pleasure. What pleases God? You know, Romans eight twenty eight says, For we know, or, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to, and here's the key, his purpose. In this verse it says, his good pleasure. That verse says, his purpose. We ought to be living God word. So in this lesson in verse number 12 and 13, we're beginning with salvation inwardly. It's working out on the outside, and it's to God's glory and to God's purpose. Everything in our life ought to be controlled by Him, Him yielding our, uh, us yielding ourselves to Him, and then Him taking it, working inside out of us to where we have a testimony that brings honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. As we look back on the verses that talk about uh, God wanting us um, to... Um, be like-minded and to have unity, to have one mind. How, the, how does that accomplish? Well, what pleases God is unity within his church. So we go back through that process once again. We yield ourselves back to God. He works in us, through us. Thank God he saved us. And he saved us. And as he's working through us, he's promoting unity. And that's his good pleasure. It grieves the heart of God when there's division within the church. It grieves the heart of God when there's dis discord within the church. And when there's schisms, as the Bible talks about in uh, Corinthians, and, and divisions within the church, we ought to work our best and, and completely dedicate our lives to making sure we are not um, causing divisions within the church or causing cliques or anything like this. It's very important to God that we really keep promoting unity in our church in our churches in our christian walk and in our christian faith and then as you look down we know that this where it talks about uh jesus christ in verse number five let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus and then it talks about how in verse nine where god hath highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every other name and then it says that at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. The whole point I'm trying to make here is everything's about Jesus. When God's working in our lives and we're yielding ourselves to him, we're working out our own salvation in fear and trembling. Thank God we're saved. Yes, I think that's the very first important point is that we make sure that we're saved, that we have that total assurance of salvation. And the only way to do that is make sure that you're saved the Bible way, not by man's way or man's product or their opinions or anything or man's emotion. You're saved by what the Bible says. If you can take the scriptures and show you have a scriptural testimony that you've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior, you've asked God to forgive you of your sin, and you are completely and only trusting Jesus 
as, as your Savior and his substitutionary death on the cross, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, and you know you're saved, you've got that worked out, then let that salvation work out of you to be an outward testimony. So many people I find that are working on the outside before working on the inside, and that actually ends up being a Pharisee. Somebody that has the outward looking right. Jesus Christ looked at the Pharisee and said, you're whited sepulchers. You look good on the outside, but inside you're full of dead man's bones. That's why it's so important to work out your own salvation in fear and trembling, making sure that you're saved, not that you can work for salvation, but that you make sure that you're saved. And once you are saved, let that salvation that's within you work toward the outside, work it out. Uh, don't, there's no place to be a spectator in, in salvation. We need to be working it out on the outside and being active and involved in God's work. So as we look at the verse once again, it says, work out your own salvation in, with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So here's the point. Again, once again, yield to him. Let him do the work through you. Uh, make sure you're settled in, and you have the assurance of salvation. If you don't, I'd encourage you to bow your head. Ask God to forgive you of your sin and ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and save you. If you've done that, then reevaluate and say, am I working out my salvation? Am I allowing my salvation to work on my outside to where people can see a public testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ? You say, how do I do that? Yield to the Lord because he'll work in you for those things. And by the way, when he's working in you, you go back to the first part of the chapter and you find out he's going to be promoting unity. If you're involved in division, God's not doing that work in you. That's the devil working in you. You need to yield to the Lord and let, let the Lord make sure you're promoting unity and glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me pray with you, and then we'll close out the today's lifting lesson at lunch. It's been great to be with you. We look forward to this new format of lifting lessons at lunch and trust that you'll be blessed by our daily lessons. Father, thank you for the scriptures. Thank you for the book of Philippians and the good study that we're looking into here. Thank you for salvation. Thank you that we can have that assurance of salvation. Once we are saved, Father, it's great that we can live a public testimony uh, working that salvation out of us on the outwards where other people can see our testimony and glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. May we ever promote unity within the body of Christ. And Lord, how we can accomplish this by simply letting you, God, work in us and through us for your will and your good pleasure. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.